uh, you know, the time uh, since Jesus uh, was resurrected and that the early church began to turn from the Jews uh, at, at the present to the Jew first, and then they rejected Christ, so they said, we're going to go to the Gentiles now. God had all that planned out. Now, you and I, if we're not, uh, if we're not uh, Jewish by, by birth, we are Gentile. Uh, some, some Gentiles actually converted over to Judaism by faith, but they couldn't do it by blood. Uh, so there is a difference. But uh, we're going to look at that this, uh, this evening for just a second because I'm excited about it. I really am. I mean, I'm really excited about the fact that um, you, we're not getting the gospel anymore from uh, Israel, the, the country of Israel. They're getting the gospel, but they're not, they're not sending missionaries all over the world. Uh, it's the Gentiles that are getting the work of, of God done. By and large, it's the Gentile population that's doing the work and sending out missionaries, starting churches, and, and uh, doing the work of God. Um, and so thank God we're, we're in the uh, ability that we still have the ability to serve the Lord. Uh, one of these days, you never know what God's going to do, but there is a time when it's going to stop. And then the attention in the whole world is going to go back uh, to the, the, the nation of Israel and the world uh, setting, and we're going to take a look at that. So prophecy tells us uh, in verse number 20 of chapter 21, uh, let's start there, let's hold there and pray and ask God to bless us. Father, help us now tonight and uh, help us to sift through all these wonderful verses and help us to come up with the picture that you want to paint for us tonight, things that you'd like to tell us. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, help us to learn Help us, help none of us to say we've already learned everything. Uh, Lord, all of us can learn again and learn more. All of us have to have a teachable spirit. Lord, help me to have a teachable spirit. Help me to uh, a thirst for the knowledge of God and thirst for the, the teaching of the Holy Spirit. And we pray, God, that you'll bless us tonight and teach us what you'd have us to know about not only America, but the whole world. Uh, help us to know exactly where our hearts should be and we pray for wisdom tonight that you'll give us this uh, expectation of of glory and we pray that uh, you'd help us to look up <clears throat> and and listen for the shout and wait for your call lord bless us now tonight as we study and uh, we pray that you'd stretch out this uh 45 minutes to 30 30 minutes we we pray you'll stretch it out in our hearts and help us to learn tonight in jesus name amen <clears throat> now let's go to chapter number 21 and uh, verse number 20. Jesus was speaking of the end times and he made a, a comment here I'd like to take a look at. Look at verse 20. And when ye shall see Jerusalem compassed with armies, then know that the desolation thereof is nigh. Then let them which are in the Judea flee to the mountains and let them which are in the midst of it depart out. And let not them that are in the mountains enter thereinto. For these be the days of vengeance, that all things which are written may be fulfilled. <clears throat> but woe unto them that are with child, and to them that give suck in those days. For there shall be great distress in the land, and wrath upon his people. And they shall fall by the edge of the sword, and shall be led away captive into all nations. 
and Jerusalem shall be trodden down of the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles be fulfilled. This, I believe, is a prophecy of the destruction of Jerusalem at the time in A.D. 70 when Titus came and completely sacked and he, uh, uh, he besieged Jerusalem around. People were starving and then he came in and wiped them out and they ran everywhere. That was uh, prophesied by the Lord to get uh, and, and, and bring, bring uh, some wrath on his own people. You remember when Jesus was rejected, they cried out in the courtyard and said, his blood be upon us and our children. They, they basically were, were, were very proud of the fact that they were rejecting Christ. And Jesus told them, see these rocks, see these, these stones here, this temple, they're all going to be torn down. There's not going to be one upon another. So he was telling them, but that's a whole other study about, about the destruction and about the day of the Lord, and about the great tribulation and when and where all these things will come to pass. But as you look at verse 24, I want you to see this one phrase, and we're right in the middle or maybe to the end of it. We don't know exactly, but we're in the time of the Gentiles right now. It says in verse 24, uh, <clears throat> all nations and Jerusalem uh, and Jerusalem shall be trodden down of the Gentiles until until the times of the Gentiles be fulfilled. So right now we're in this time called the church age. We're we're in the New Testament church age. We're in a time period we don't know the end of it. All we know is the beginning of it. When Jesus walked the earth, he promised that he would start his church. He said, uh, Matthew 16, Upon this rock <clears throat> I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So right now, think about this, folks. For 2,021 years now, we have been in the church age. We've been in the age <clears throat> of the Gentiles. So we're, we're watching world history develop and the time clicking on, clicking on. I'm very glad to be alive right now in this time of history. I'm depressed. I'm, I'm a little upset. Uh, I'm disgusted uh, with so many things that's going on in the world today, especially in my wonderful country called America. I love my country. I'm a patriot. I, I, I hurt with some of the craziest dumb things that they're coming out with. I only hope that God would give us another a uh, little revival, I, I, I hope and pray. But if not, listen, we've got a Bible. We've got a Bible. What's more important, the history of America or the Bible? I say the Bible. Do you know our country's not all that old? We're only, what, 200 and somebody do the math, 40? <clears throat> yeah, 76, okay, well... We're, we're less than 250 years old. That's nothing compared to what the Jews went through. Over and over and over and over again, God waited and waited. So our country, we, we had a little, we had a little uh, what you call experiment with free freedom and liberty. But I'm, I'm afraid uh, that, that we have uh, uh, forsaken God. I'm afraid that we have abused the liberties that we had. I'm still a fighter. Boy, you, you give me a voting machine, I'll... I'll I'll tear it up. I mean, I'll put 
I'll, I'll punch everything I can on that voting machine. You give me, you give me a prayer, a prayer closet, and I'll, I'll warm it up. You give me a Bible, I'll preach it. You give me friends, I'll tell them. You give me some children, I'll teach them. <laughs> Got that taken care of. Uh, get, give me a church. Give me some friends. Give me, give me the ability. But I don't have the ability to, to, to have God slow down. None of us have the ability to change what God has planned out. He's got a plan, doesn't he? And so we can ex get excited. So at at one part of my heart's breaking, the other part is excited. I'm trying to live on the excitement part because I wanna, I'm looking for the Lord. How many are looking for the Lord to come back? He's coming. He could come today. Don't, don't believe anything that you know, Jesus can't come back today. Yes, he can. And he might. And if he doesn't, I'll wait for him and look for him tomorrow. Look at Acts chapter 13 with me. Acts 13. So the early church apostles were in a terrible struggle. They were all Jewish men. They were all raised up in the Jewish religion. And they had an attitude. They had an attitude. You know what it was? It was put there by God. He says, you Jews, now listen, I don't want you, I don't want you acting like the world. I don't want you to be like the Gentiles. I want you to be separate, holy unto myself. We've got a way we live and the world has a way they live. We don't want to separate. We don't or integrate. And we don't want you to act like they act. When you go into Canaan, don't do what they do. You see, we, had, we have a Jewish uh, Hebrew mentality. They thought that Gentiles were dogs. Do you know that? Did you know that the Gentiles or the, uh, the, the uh, Hebrew... Uh, they thought that the Gentiles were unclean. They had to separate themselves. So there was a real big barrier there. And today you might you might think it would be a racial barrier, but there there was some big big racial barriers that were in America, and and they're still all over the world. Don't get don't don't think that America was the only place where there was racism. There there was trouble all over the world. There's there's trouble all over the world right now. But in the, in the Hebrew mentality, it was, oh, stay away. Oh, you, they had to bridge that gap. They had to overcome all that. And the way they did that was because Jesus said, now, the Jews' religion's over. Now I've come, and we're going to start a church. And now I want you to go to every nation. I want you to go to all the world. I want you to take my gospel to Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the uttermost parts of the world. I want every creature to hear this story. I want my name to be published all over the world. I want you to go. Go. He, he said, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. That was hard for the Hebrew Jews to think about. What? what? But listen, there's a difference between the apostles and, and them spending time with the Lord, they, they had some hurdles to overcome to, to get to the thought where, okay, I can talk to Gentile people. I can have Gentile friends. I can have Gentile friends over to, to eat at my house. 
I'm, all the barriers broken down, the partition's gone. I can be friendly to people now, I can have friends. I don't have to separate myself from all the Gentile dogs. It's just the opposite. God told me to take the gospel and spread it out all over the Gentile world. That was a big, huge pill to swallow for some of the Jewish people. In fact, remember, um, remember what Peter did? Remember Cornelius? Remember Cornelius? He had that dream, and he, he dreamed all this unclean meat and, and all kinds of creepy creatures that you're not supposed to eat. The Jews had all kind of dietary laws. They had ceremonial laws. They had spiritual laws. They had this exclusive way to live. And God said, okay, now that's done. That's over. Don't worry about it. Now you can eat anything you want as long as you pray. <laughs> you can eat jalapeno peppers if you pray. You can, you can eat that. You know, it's nothing unclean. There's nothing unclean anymore. Uh, now, there's, there's wisdom. I'm not going to... There's stuff I'm not going to eat. If, if I... If I had a cheeseburger waiting for me and a, a locust, you know, a grasshopper, have you ever tried one of them? They are nasty. I ate one. It was, it was salty and gritty and, man. Okay, well, I guess if, I guess if John the Baptist was out there and, and he was hungry, I guess he prayed real hard because he ate locusts and wild honey. I don't have to do that. But if I was on the mission field, you know, there's not, there's not anything there that, that uh, really is sinful anymore. Uh, for the Jews, there was things that they could eat that was actually sinful for them to do it. How many like pork chops? Hallelujah. If they're cooked right, right? Yeah. Okay, bacon. How many like bacon when it's cooked right? Yeah. It's okay. For the Jew, they had to... They had a big hurdle. They couldn't do that. That's a, that's a swine. But, you know, this big barrier is broken down now. And thank God you got the gospel because the apostles gave the gospel to the, to the Gentile world. They broke barriers. They went to Rome. They went everywhere. They went to uh, uh, Athens and they went to uh, Thessalonica. They went to Ephesus and Smyrna and Laodicea. They went everywhere preaching the gospel. Paul wanted to go to Bithynia and uh, their Ethiopia. I mean, he, they went to Africa. They went everywhere. They went, the gospel has traveled all over the world several times. Thank God for the age of the Gentiles. Well, where would we be right now if the Lord hadn't breaking, broken down all that partition? And this is exciting for us. You know, our country is an experimentation of freedom and liberty and the blessings of God. And we had this wonderful Bible that came over on the Mayflower and began to be published in our shores. And thank God that it was spread by good godly people that started churches. And well, there, was, there was a lot, of, a lot of wonderful things that happened in our nation. And, you know, the age of the Gentiles, it seemed like the whole... Uh, blossom and the bloom of the gospel well, was planted right here in our great nation and this nation right here is the best one that's ever been uh, born because of the gospel of I mean, it we our whole nation was started with the gospel our whole nation was started with God well, we all have to do is take my class in in history and you don't need to take another class the rest of your life <laughs> but since I've already taken it sorry <laughs> 
No, we, we, we went through all that. It's wonderful. Uh, the Bible came over here and landed on the shores of America. Started great churches. And by the way, it's really wonderful that we're a Baptist church because we're not a Baptist church just because we, we picked it out of a hat. <laughs> we're, a, we're an independent Baptist church because that's the only kind there was when Jesus was talking about the churches. Let's look at this. Acts chapter 13, verse 38 it says, uh, Be it known unto you, therefore, men and brethren, that through this man, talking of Christ, this man is preached unto you the forgiveness of sins. And by him, all that believe are justified from all things <clears throat> from which ye could not be justified <clears throat> by the law of Moses. Now think about that for a minute. The law of Moses, the, the Pentateuch, the Ten Commandments, the, the Torah, the, the, the old writings of the old scribes and, and the doctors of the law and the Pharisees and the high uh, church fathers, uh, the ones that had the phylacteries and the headdresses and all that, they were the, they were the, the, the height of religious uh, intelligentsia and Paul and Peter they say the law of Moses can't save anybody well that was a shock to the Jewish ear look what happened be it known verse 39 and by him Christ all that believe are justified from all things from which ye could not be justified by the law of Moses oh, I mean we're talking about some preaching right here he said, you can't be justified by the law of Moses. Oh, that must have made them really angry. And it did. Let's continue on. I want you to see what happened here after he got done preaching. It says, beware therefore, lest that come upon you which is spoken in the prophets. Behold, ye despisers and wonder and perish. For I work a work in your days, a work which ye shall in no wise believe though a man declare it unto you. And when the Jews were gone out of the synagogue, the Gentiles, notice the Gentiles, they are the ones that got interested. The Jews said, you're crazy. We're going to kill you. How dare you say that about the law of Moses? But look what happened to the other people. The Gentiles, when they heard, they got excited. And it says, the Gentiles besought that these words might be preached unto them the next Sabbath. Now when the congregation was broken up, many of the Jews and religious proselytes followed Paul and Barnabas. So there was lots of people that were interested. There were some proselytes there, people that got changed, uh, converted over and changed their mind and went with Paul. And then there was some Jews that got saved. There wasn't very many. But there was a lot of people that said, you know, we, we, we're hearing something here. This is exciting. So Paul and Barnabas, who speaking to them, persuaded them to continue in the grace of God. And the next Sabbath day came almost the whole city together to hear the word of God. But, but when the Jews, when the Jews saw the multitudes, they were filled with envy. Now notice, 
That's what happened. They, re, they delivered up Jesus because of envy. They hated what was going on. He healed people. The, the scribes and Pharisees couldn't do it. He loved people. They didn't know what love was. He loved little children. They shooed them away. Jesus loved the down and out and the sinner and the brokenhearted. He came to seek and to save that which was lost. The Jews didn't have anything. All they had was an empty old shell, like an empty shell. Uh, it's like a snail shell without a snail in it. Just a nasty, empty shell of a religion. And Jesus came. And that's why they hated Paul. <clears throat> he was a witness against them. And he, it says, And they were filled with envy and spake against those things which were spoken by Paul, contradicting and blaspheming. Now, verse 46 says, And then Paul and Barnabas waxed bold and said to them, It was necessary that the word of God should first have been spoken to you. But seeing ye put it from you and judge yourselves unworthy of everlasting life, lo, we turn to who? Gentiles. The Gentiles. You know, there's a breaking point there, wasn't it? So if you, go, if you don't want this gospel, you're in trouble. You should have known this. You had, all the, you had all, the, all the wonderful miracles of God, but that law of Moses is never going to take you to heaven. You need Christ. This man that we're talking about, he, he's the one that can forgive you of all of your sins. And boy, they hated that. But look what happened to the Gentiles. You see what God did? You know, God actually blinded the minds of, the, of many of the Jews. And he says, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get this gospel to the world. And you're going to reject me. And you're going to hate me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it to people. I'm so glad. I'm so glad that I, just a, a trailer park boy, just running my life as best I could at the age of the ripe old age of Four and five and six, I started hearing about the gospel. Isn't that a blessing? When did you first remember hearing about Jesus? When was it that you first heard about him? I think I must have been three or four when I first had enough mentality to understand that there was someone called Jesus. I'm so glad I got the gospel. I didn't do anything with it until I was about 17 years old, but I sure did something with it. I sure did something with it. I'm a Gentile. I'm a believer. God has, has given me the blessings of this Bible. I have friends. You have friends. We have loved ones and a family of God all over the, all over the world. There's, not, there's hardly any state that I can go to now that... I don't, might not know very many, I mean, but at least there, there's a bunch of states in, the, in America now where I, I can look somebody up and either, either I've served the Lord with them or that we've heard about one. Maybe they've visited our church. We've got missionaries all over the world that you can, you can say, hey, remember when you were at our church? And, and there's a big, huge family of Gentile believers. Thank God for the age of the Gentiles. It's a wonderful thing that God's doing. We Christians, 
<clears throat> we're always on the edge of glory. Did you know that? We expect to be caught up at any time. We get excited when big events happen. Some, some people uh, say, well, what was it like? I wasn't there, but the end of World War II, boy, that was an exciting time. I love going back and, and uh, watching video clips and learning and reading books about how, how our nation was revived uh, and, and at the end of World War II. And even at the end of Vietnam, we started having people come back to our neighborhood after Vietnam. It was wonderful when that was over. Just big events. Uh, I don't know why. I'm not an ambulance chaser. Uh, I don't glory in trouble, but boy, wasn't it a big shakeup when the Twin Towers fell? I think it was at 2001, you know, 9-11. Yeah, long ago that was, right? That was a long time ago. And think about it, what it did to our country. See, God's got a timetable. Uh, there used to be where you just jump on a an airliner and no problem but things are changing now isn't it i mean you you just you just don't go to an, an airport and just walk around anywhere you want we used to go play my buddy and i used to go play goof around all day long at the SeaTac airport run around all over the airport there wasn't anybody there to security that was our playground i said mom i'll be back okay where are you going? Oh, we're going to go play. Where are you going to go play? Oh, over by the woods. Okay. Me and my buddy would take off, and we'd be gone all day. We'd go across Highway 99 into the airport and run around the airport. Times are changing. You do that today, your kid's going to be lost, and you'll be in jail. They'll prosecute you for that. It's amazing how things are changing. The age of the Gentiles, God said, until the time of the Gentiles be fulfilled. I don't know about you, but when I read the Bible, I feel that God's got a timetable. And we're right in the middle of it. I'm excited about the return of the Lord. I'm excited about what God's going to do. I'm not running and hiding. I'm not going to dig a great big compound under my house and uh, pack it full of food and bob wire and guns and everything else. I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to pack my house with guns. <laughs> I don't need the bob wire and I don't need the food. <laughs> not, but I'm just saying, uh, we, 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 we're, not, we're not cloistering and hiding and, ha and biting our fingernails and wondering what's going to happen. Ah, I'm not, man, we're supposed to be bold as a lion. We're the ones who win. We're the winners. We're not... We're not <laughs> It doesn't matter what the governor does. The governor is not God. The president's not God. He's the devil. No, no. He, the, the president and all these crazy people that are running, they're, God's laughing at them. The heathen rage. And God, God laughs at all this. He's not, he's not worried one bit. He knows exactly what they're cooking up. And uh, we're, we're going to see some changes if we just watch. We're witnessing some big changes right now. I don't like to be um, negative because I have children, but uh, I have to be truthful, don't I? I really, we have to be truthful about what I, I, I want to say, kids, everything's going to be rosy. 
everything seems to be lollipops and unicorns and um, playgrounds and everything's gonna be just wonderful. Uh, but I, I, I can't say that, I can't say that. But everything's okay in my father's house, everything's okay in this Bible, everything's okay with God. God, God's not, uh, he's not upset and, and worried and he's not frightened and fearful. Listen, God, God is a peaceful river of life. I'm hiding in him. How about you? Are you, are you hiding in the Lord? Because that's the only place you'll find peace. I don't get peace reading the newspaper anymore. You know what I used to do? I used to listen to the radio almost all night long. I don't, I'm a light sleeper. My wife would kill me, but now she doesn't kill me anymore. Uh, I, I, I just got sick and tired of listening to the radio. Because it, it's just like, what? What kind of fool are you? What? what turn it. No, what, oh, shut up. No, 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 turn it. And I found myself yelling and screaming and getting upset at the radio. I said, this is not good for my heart. I just turned the dumb thing off. I hardly listen to it anymore. And, and my wife gets to sleep, so. But really, I, I, I had it too loud sometimes. But it's just, it's just listen, I don't, I don't want my heart to be affected by the, the, the things that are going around. I know that the age of the Gentiles is, is clicking on around, and there's going to be an end to it. There's going to be a time that the age of the Gentiles is over because Jesus said until the end of the time of the Gentiles. So at some point, God's going to turn all of his attention around. For me, I happen to believe in the rapture. I know that the word rapture is not in the Bible, but I happen to believe with all my heart that, that God has a plan to take us out of here and that, that is, uh, that's a whole nother study. But I'm looking forward to what God's going to do, not what Satan's going to do. I'm looking forward to how God's going to take care of his people. So we're witnessing change. And you know what the Bible says about God. I change not. And you'll find that Malachi 3.6. You don't have to turn there for sake of time. But in Malachi 3.6, he says, I change not. God's not changing all the time. He's not, uh, he's, he's steady. He's a rock. He is the same today as he was yesterday. In fact, the Bible says, Hebrews 13, uh, 5 through 8, it says, Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. God doesn't change. He's just like the most wonderful rock you've ever known in your life. You wonder, does God still love me? Yes. Does God still love to have fellowship with me? Yes. Does God still control the earth? Yes. Does God still control the, the people that he puts in power in different places? Yes. Is he still going to do what he said he was going to do? Yes. Is he ever going to change and, and is he going to change his mind and say, oh, you know, I, I forget everything I said. I'm going to do something else. No. Everything that the Bible says that he's going to do, he's going to do it. I'm, I'm staking my soul on that. God has a timeline. Did you know that this timeline is predestined? Do you know that the timeline that God has for us is actually foreordained? 
Do you know that it's pre-planned at a certain point in time? If, if man's not doing what, what they should, he'll make them do what, what they should. If, if God's got something that he wants done, he will make it happen at that time. There's a time clock that God has, and man can't change it. That's why I think that one of the biggest lies in the whole world is this man-made global warming climate change and they're they, oh boy they don't they would love to have that go all over the world and then tax you and take all your money and say we need more money to keep the planet cooler you realize it's getting hotter and hotter didn't you see what the temperature was today huh you know what that is global warming no that's local heat that's called a heat wave. That's called summer. Guess what's going to happen in three or four months? Winter. You say, oh, well, the reason it's going to get cold is because of climate change. And if you, if you would stop driving your car, it wouldn't be as cold. Yeah. Oh, these people that propagate that nonsense are more insane than anybody in the world. And then they buy houses right on the water. So if the sea is going to rise, why are they buying waterfront homes? That really says that either lying or they're really dumb. And I think they're both. I'm not worried about that. As for you and I, we have a job to do for Jesus. Look at Luke chapter 19. <clears throat> the age of the Gentiles is on the march. We are right on schedule. And boy, is it going fast. I never, ever in a million years thought that the things that are happening right now would be happening. I laughed at them years and years ago. Oh, they'll never, ever do that. Oh, yes, they will. I thought, what am I? Am I just naive? I, you, you understand that there's, there's some things. Now you say, well, that's what they thought back in the day, you know. <clears throat> when the telephone uh, telegraph came out, people were saying, it's the mark of the beast, you know. And when... Uh, uh, when when computers came, they were oh oh no you know there's all kinds of stuff I mean but but you can't use the argument that yeah everybody felt like that when something new came no this is different this isn't gadgets as much as it is morality our morality's changing things are okay now that they never were for two hundred years in our country. So you see that the age of the Gentiles is fast changing. When you are cutting down the very gender of a little boy or a little girl and you're putting in their minds, that would have that's bigger and huger. It's just catastrophically bigger than anything would have come down in the 1930s and 40s and uh, you know when they had the uh, something would come, it would be brand new, and they'd say, oh, that's, that's the mark of the beast right there. No, 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 no. No, I understand new things scare people. This is not 
a new thing. It's a, it's a deep, deep structural crumbling of societal morality. We're losing it. I'm not losing it. You're not losing it. But boy, this world is going crazy. <clears throat> so what should we do? What should we do? Let me, let me just give you something here tonight to remind you that the age of the Gentiles is going to come to an end at some point. We don't know when it is, <clears throat> but we can't guess. So what shall we do? Here's what we need to do. We need to keep building Evergreen Baptist Church. We need to keep serving God. We need to do three things. Number one, occupy. If you want to write these down, I'll give you three. If you write them real down, I promise I'll uh, be almost on time. Number one, occupy. Jesus said occupy. Number two, watch. Watch. That's be, be, be aware and be conscious of your relationship with God in prayer. And number three, wait. <clears throat> so let's go. Let's go to Luke 19, verses 1 through 13, and we'll be done. And Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, which was the chief among the publicans, and he was rich. And he sought to see Jesus, who he was, and could not for the press, because he was little of stature. And he ran before and climbed up a sycamore tree to see him, for he was to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, <clears throat> he looked up and saw him and said unto him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for, for today I must abide at thy house. And he made haste, and he came down and received him joyfully. And when they saw it, they all murmured, saying, that he was gone to be guest with a man that was a sinner. And Zacchaeus stood and said unto the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor, and if I have taken anything from any man by false accusation, I restore him fourfold. And Jesus said unto him, This day is salvation come to this house, forasmuch as he also is the son of Abraham. For the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. And as they heard uh, these things, he added and spake a parable because he was nigh to Jerusalem and because they, uh, <clears throat> they thought that the kingdom of God should immediately appear. And he said, therefore, <clears throat> a certain nobleman went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and, and to return. And he called his ten servants and delivered them ten pounds and said unto them, Occupy till I come. Now that's what I'm saying tonight. Occupy till Jesus comes. Say, what if he doesn't come? You're going to die occupying. You're going to keep going. No matter what happens, I don't care what our governor does, I don't care what anybody does. We're going to occupy this church we're going to occupy our walk with god we're going to occupy god's will for your life keep going don't quit don't get distracted keep your eyes on jesus keep going love him pray keep trucking good don't don't stop don't stop serving god don't worry about anything that it comes down in the newspaper most of what's out there is a deception most out there is designed 
for a satanic movement of your heart. It's to discourage us. It's to get us off track. We can't get off track. We've got to occupy until Jesus comes. And we should watch. Uh, you, you don't have to turn there, but 1 Peter 4, 7 is so, is so clear. 1 Peter 4, 7. Not only occupy, but watch. Watch. Watch what's going on. <clears throat> it says, but the end of all things is at hand. That's what they thought. That's what, the, that's what they were looking for. Be ye therefore sober and watch unto prayer. Be a watchman. Watch unto prayer. Have a prayer life. You know what gets me distracted? The news. Why do they call it news? There's nothing new about it. It's the same old story. It's all bad. This guy did this wrong, and that guy did that wrong. That guy's going to jail. That guy's going, and that guy's resigning from the the uh, governorship. Hallelujah! Uh, and that guy's resigning, and this guy's that. That's good. There's a after a while. So, okay, I got to get into my Bible, and I need the Lord. Watch, and then lastly, wait. Look at Matthew 24, and this is our last scripture. So what? Walk, occupy. Stand strong. Don't give up. Keep going. Occupy your spot. Watch unto prayer. And number three, wait. Matthew 24, verse 44. Therefore, be ye also ready. Be ready. I'm ready for the Lord. Are you ready for the Lord? I hope you are. I mean, I'm ready right now. How many want to say, I don't even need to go home tonight? I got lots I want to accomplish. I got lots I want to do. I want Mexican food on Sunday afternoon. I'm looking forward to just eating like crazy. But I can miss all that. I mean, there's, there's some big plans that we have, but it's okay if the Lord comes back. Are you ready? Therefore, be ye also ready for in such an hour as you think not the son of man coming i hope the lord catches me praying or preaching or being nice to my family or lounging around talking to my sweet wife and or fellowship i hope the lord catches me singing and you know is it okay that's enough come on up Thanks for the noise. Appreciate that noise. All right. Hey, let's let's stay encouraged tonight. And let's remember, we're on a timetable. We don't know uh, when or where or how, but we know who. And uh, listen, I, the greatest news I could give you tonight is that we're 2,021 years into the age of the Gentiles. We're doing great. It's, it's really looking good. Let's bow our heads for prayer.